Coming to you live from KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, this is your weekly discussion of Oscar films and anything is up for grabs here like always, including films from the inception of the Academy of Motion Pictures Arts and Sciences from 1929 to 2019. We talk the deserved, the robbed, and the overlooked. This is your go-to show for films prestigious enough to announce. I'd like to thank the Academy. Presenting your show for this evening, it's and the Oscar goes to with your host, Andrew Weston. Now, joining me in the studio today... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was like, I know he's going to look at me, but I don't know what I'm going to look at. My facial expression. It's... It's my friend Sophia. I'm sorry. I was looking at her and then like I had gum in my mouth and it fell out. It's a thing <laughs> that happened. It's like on the Amazing. ground. It's fine. I'll pick it up later. Oh my gosh. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So Sophia, what's going on? Nothing much. Nothing much. So we are out of the um, uh, quarter right now. Finals are over. And so, what? Uh, what are your plans? What do you What are you doing this break? Oh, this break! I have a list of a bunch of films that I have to watch that are, I guess, part of the essential films to watch. You know, like top ten or like top thirty films of all time, kind of thing. Yeah. But apart from that, it's also just like films that I think I'd be interested in, just based on like the soundtrack or just you know the actual actors in it. But yeah, film packed break. Awesome. How about you? Um, pretty much the same thing. Oh, and I also nice. have to <laughs> I also have to continue writing for my thesis unless I get kicked out of the class. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like what are some of the films that are on like your list for your essential Ooh. films to watch? Good question. Um well um I like, wanted to rewatch The Irishman. I watched I it. I haven't already. seen it yet. Watched it once. It's three and a half hours. It was a lot. Mm-hmm. Um I want to watch it again just because I really enjoyed the soundtrack and um, the cinematography I thought was like really like superb. So like I just want to watch it again just to get a better grasp on it just because three and a half hours is really, really big. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my gosh. I love cinematography. That's my thing. As yeah. we discussed before when um, Sophia was in here, I am a big fan of cinematography and films. If you have a great plot in cinematography, I'm here for it. <laughs> and then, uh, Sophia, you are a, you love, like, the, sa- the sound, not just score. Yes. The score, soundtracks, yeah. Soundtracks and, and scores. Film. That's my, yeah. That's my thing right And there. it was after that, after when we had our, um, our little KUCI session last time, I was like, huh, maybe I should, like, listen more into, like, the scores and movies when I'm paying attention to them. So... That's what I'm trying to do now. Be like, hmm, what's like, what are they playing? Like, what's that theme mean throughout it? And da 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 da. Like when yeah. they come back to that. Um. So today we are going to be discussing Joker, 2019 film came out. Um, I feel like now it's appropriate to talk about it because before people have been wanting to talk about it, and I'm like, no, it just came out. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> talk about it yet. Spoilers. Basically, but now I'm like, it's been out for quite some time yeah <laughs> so if you haven't seen it turn the station off <laughs> <laughs> i mean if you have not watched it then uh there are there's going to be a spoiler alert because i do have to talk about like one specific thing regarding robert de niro and mm. uh his character murray but um yeah uh what did you think what did i think yes here's the thing with the joker 
I feel like I'm going to have to rewatch the film because people loved the Joker and people hated the Joker. And I am like in the middle, I think, because Mm -hmm. I see what I like about it Mm -hmm. and I see what I don't like about it. And I think what the problem with the film is, is that it wanted to be a taxi driver film. Have you seen Taxi Driver? Yes. Where it's like a small, intimate character study. Yes. But the film also needed to be a big success. Yes. And so the production studio, I feel like, was like, we need to make this a big film, but we want to make it a small film. And so that's where I think things got like messy because Uh it could have been like a great small film, which it is. It is a small film. But just there was, I don't know, there wasn't too many hands in the pot. Um, I've seen that with movies and it's like, ooh, like this movie was a mess. Yeah. This movie I don't think was a, like a mess, but it definitely had instances where it's like, this is definitely trying to appeal to too many people and it's trying to cover too many bases. Exactly. And Yeah, I yeah. saw that. I definitely saw the influences of Taxi Driver, A Clockwork Orange, um, I'm also in the middle, but I've I've been leaning more towards of really enjoying it. Um, but I do agree that I feel like I would have to watch it again just to get a better grasp on it and make a more definite answer and more definite opinion on it. But yeah, it's exactly how I feel. I also got some like V for Vendetta vibes. Yes. At the end with like the masks and yes, stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. So I don't know, like right now, I think I have it like maybe like a seven or out of 10. I'm not, I'm kind of really? like, yeah, maybe a six, seven. Yeah. I think, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'd say the same. I was going to say seven out of 10, like yeah. four out of five, basically. Like, I think that's where I am right now. Yeah. But I really wanted to like it, but I'm like, I don't know. I'm just like, I don't know. I know yeah. Joaquin was really good. I oh. really loved that. Yeah. I believe you said you like the soundtrack a I lot. Did. I did. I really enjoyed the score. I was not a fan of like the score really. I'm like okay. eh. I hated I hated the cinema not the cinematography. The cinematography was really good. Yes. I hated the dancing in the movie. Really? I know it was supposed to be like, oh, Joker and he can that's the problem with the Joker, is I feel like uh he can like get away with anything kind of yes. and film like in terms of filming it, like you can't argue it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no 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 no. No, 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 no. <laughs> Listen here. I'm like, there's a difference between the Joker being crazy because you have to like obey rules within film. It's like, oh, this is the world we're, we're setting up and these are like the rules of the film. It's like you can like, you know, in films like, oh, physics, blah, 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 doesn't work in this film and da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. But you still have like other rules you have to obey. And I feel like this film didn't really obey some of the rules. Like the, 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 um, I feel like the, the very end, uh, not the very last scene, but the scene right before the end scene when he's on that talk show, I feel like the character just went, just went somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's completely, like, he just went, woof, off the deep end just, like, way too quickly. And really? But the problem with the, um, the dancing, that's why I wanted to talk about the dancing, yeah. was that, is that the choreography was just... I mean, if I say it's awkward, then people will just say, yeah, it's a joker. It's going to be awkward. But mm-hmm. it just wasn't right for me. It just like it was just not mm-hmm. right. Like it wasn't. It's like he made it. Uh, if, I almost felt like if I were to watch the film, I'd be like, he probably made that up like mm-hmm. at that time. Yeah. But not like in a good way. He just made it up like the actor was like, yeah, let's just do a different dancing thing each time. And the dancing just wasn't good. It was just like some weird stuff. I don't know. Yeah. It was just weird. Okay. And I didn't get it. I'm like, what's the point of the dancing? It's like, oh, to. That's the way how he can express himself. I'm like, I don't yeah. know. I just don't like it. I just don't like the dancing. 
I just feel like in that scene particularly, the score. Which scene? He did the, it like one three of the, ba- times. the restroom. The bathroom one. Yeah, yeah, the bathroom one where he had like where he did that choreography, like almost like ballet and like. Yeah. The score, I think, helped like set the tone almost because it was like very like looming and there was this very like impending feeling of like he's going to break and like at that point I think he did right and that's particular scene like it was like him actually turning into the Joker now see I wasn't quite sure when he turned into the Joker which I guess is good because they did that really slow transition which I was like yeah, it oh, was very when is he the- slow the yeah entire- like it was like uh, like a slow burner almost like it was just oh, like yeah. in a crock pot cooking and it was just like it was very smooth like I was like really really happy with that like because I really don't know like when he was like a hundred percent like the Joker yeah instead of Arthur exactly so that's another problem I have with the film is that I felt like some scenes were just I know it was like a slow burner and taxi drivers like a slow burner and mm-hmm. stuff but I just feel like it was just too slow at some points. I'm like, this is just okay. going on just just too long. Like, just too long. But I feel like when he was on the show with Murray, the fact that he like went off the deep end so quick. It at just, the end? Like, yeah, at the end. It was just the fact that he like had his like condition and it was just that mental break that he had that is just like relating to... You know, when people have like a mental breakdown, like it just it just happens and it happens so quick that it's just like it's like a flip of a switch almost. So like to me, Mm -hmm. I didn't think it was like crazy or something like to me, it was just like, oh, like this is where he finally broke. Yeah. And like that's how I got like that's how I understood it. So like to me, it was just like, oh, that makes sense kind of thing. Yeah. But I guess the problem for me now that I'm remembering this more specifically with the ending scene spoilers here, um, is that when the Joker (laughs) at the very end was like talking to Murray, I'm like, oh, this would never happen. Because the things that he says, like, he's like, oh, this is what happens when you take a mentally um, ill person and don't give them their medication and the government, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, whoa, this is way too on the nose. Like, whoa, this is just getting pushed so hard. Like, I'm like, I see yeah. it. I see what's happening to him and the government and everything in the film. And then he has to say it. And I'm like, oh, he ruined it. But the worst part is when, huge spoiler, he shoots De Niro <laughs> and it's still being broadcast. I'm like, they would have cut. They would have cut. They would have cut. They would have cut by now. They would have yeah, cut the true. recording. And then even before that, like two minutes before that, when he was like, I killed um, the people on the train. Yeah. And then uh, De, Niro, De Niro was like, that's not funny. And I'm like, what? And then like they continue the conversation. And the lady, no, the lady might have said that's not funny. And De Niro's like, yeah, why would you say that? And then he's like, did you do that? And he's like, yeah. And then they have a conversation about it. I'm like, nah, bro. Like, they would have been like, if I was like the host, I would have been like, what's going on here? Like, no, see, but like, if I were the host, the camera would have s- cut. That's my main problem. The no, see, I don't think cut. it would have cut though, because like Arthur had literally confessed to killing these people. And. I think they would have need to have that as like physical evidence. But like when he shot Murray, yeah, I understand. Like I was just like, I understand like how it would seem that it's just like, why do they, why are they still broadcasting? Exactly. But I feel like it was just like they needed that like time after where it's legit Murray's body, like decapitated body just there and Arthur just like sitting there. 
And it's just like he he like he obviously knew that he shot Murray. There's no like doubt about it that he was like conscious of that decision and that action and he was just sitting there. Mm-hmm. And I think at that point that's where you actually get to like see the Joker kind of in his actual like persona and like finally get to see him as like that villain that we're so accustomed to seeing in like the other like portrayals of like the comic books. But. Yes. I don't disagree, disagree with that um, from like a viewing perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying like from like technical, like from like real life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they try to ground the Joker so much in this film. They try to make it like a really real film. Like, yeah. I thought this was more real than The Dark Knight. And I thought that was like a really like now they're just trying to make uh, comic book movies like more real, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, I guess not because they have like Wonder Woman and um, coming out. And what was that other movie that's coming out? Um the Scarlett Johansson Black Widow that one's coming out I, I don't know I just guess I don't know um, I think it's just different I think also with like Marvel and like DC but like Wonder Woman is DC so I just I don't know I don't know yeah I just got that I just scene. I just got the sense too that I think that Todd Phillips and uh, the other screenwright they like tried to make this specific Joker film try to be a lot more different than the other ones because I feel like with this one it was just saying a lot more than what the comic book was saying because i feel like the social and cultural context within this film and like making it in this time and age when like things are so like politically charged um i think obviously that that clearly is like shown throughout the entire film especially Mm -hmm. when he's like going through the the mental break and is like this and this happened to me and because of this you guys have made me into the joker kind of thing yeah so yeah i did like that yeah uh, written by todd phillips and scott silver yes um i did like that but then there were just moments where it was just too it was too pushed yeah that was my problem (laughs) yeah and i'm like no i got it now you're making the viewer look dumb by like pushing it on me so much i'm like no I i got it i got it thank you um but yeah, so uh, what do you think is going to happen for the Joker for the upcoming award season for the Oscars? Uh, hopefully, I get. I hope that uh, I believe Jonathan Schur is the cinematographer. And what about him? I really hope that there's a nomination for Best Cinematography. Mm-hmm. The cinematography was excellent. It yeah. was amazing. I really loved the fact that they also, like, uh, apart from it being, like, on-location shooting, they also, like, implemented CGI to create more buildings that were taller. Yes. And I I loved that, that, like, that little, like, detail because it just, like, allowed the audience to, like, be more, like, constricted and to feel that, like, almost uh, suffocation of, like, how Gotham was just looming, like, looming over them the entire time. Mm -hmm. And it was just that them feeling so small and how Arthur felt the same and him feeling so helpless. And but at the same time, it's crazy because you also don't feel sympathetic at the same time because you're just like. I don't know if he I don't know if we can be sympathetic towards the Joker Mm -hmm. because he did awful things that he was conscious of. And, you know, there's like that. um unreliable narration exactly. from so many different perspectives so it's just like 
you don't know what actually happened or not, yeah. especially with the whole Sophie thing. That's still to me. I'm still just like, was that real or not? Oh, really? Okay, wait. Going back really quick, you said the cinematography was by Jonathan Schur. Uh, Lawrence. Lawrence Schur. I'm there sorry. Go. Yes. Yeah, you're good. I got his last name. Hey. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but yes, best cinematography for sure. I think um, best director as well. I think Todd Phillips did a really good job. Mm-hmm. Um, best actor in a leading role for Joaquin, definitely. Um, I think apart from that. I think hopefully I mean best score would be really cool too but what about uh did you mention did you mention best picture? No I didn't. Okay. Um do you think I What do you think about that? For best picture um I think so. You think it'll be I nominated? I see it. I think it'll be nominated. Do you think you'll win? Oof. No. Yeah, I same. I don't think so. Yeah. I think it I think it has like a better possibility of being nominated rather than winning <laughs> for sure. So, uh did you mention screen screenplay? No, I did not. Okay. Um Yeah, I think it'll be nominated as well. Um I hope ZZ gets nominated for best actress in the supporting role. I, if she is. ZZ, that was the girl. She was Sophie, yes. Sophie. She was eleven. So, what did you not understand about Sophie? So, I like I feel like I am almost like 95% sure it was not real obviously because then he's like he broke into her apartment and it was just like my daughter's in the other room mm-hmm. and I think he has his pistol with him right I think he has his gun with him and he's just like in the living room yeah. and um, prior that scene I thought it was actually real and then at some point before you see that he breaks in and it was a complete lie I got the sense that he wasn't being completely honest with us from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Like, I kind of already knew that, like, following that whole uh, journey of their, like, relationship, something was wrong. Like, something in my gut was telling me, like, no, I I don't think he's telling the truth. Like, I really think that, like, he's lying to a certain extent. So, like, that just, like, unreliable narration from Arthur was already just like so persistent that I knew that it was just a lie. And then you go like he Todd Phillips obviously confirms it with like he breaks into the apartment and then you just left like, oh, yeah. So this is so then you like so now he's just an like untrustworthy narrator. Yeah. So then you have to question everything. I kind of I don't know what they did in the beginning. Oh, now I remember but I felt like from the very beginning they didn't set it up good enough because I could tell that she wasn't real from the very, very beginning. Because what happened was... Um, real like as his love interest or like real like a person? Real as a person. Oh. Because she... He was like following her and then she turned around and she's like, you following me? And then he was like, yeah. <laughs> and then like the next scene they're like together or something. They're like walking off talking and I'm like that wouldn't happen and I'm like the Joker's kind of crazy and he makes up stuff and I'm like I bet she's not real and then she wasn't real I'm like what a disappointment <laughs> Just well, not, I, thought she a was, disappoint- I thought she was an actual real person who lived in his apartment complex I see okay so you're saying she was real but with him she wasn't real yes I never even thought about that I thought she wasn't real at all because they showed the scenes where they go back and forth and after, she wasn't there and she wasn't there I thought the it was scenes. just like a projection 
I that see. he had. See, I never yeah, even thought see, about I'm, that. See, that's where I'm confused. I just on. thought she wasn't real at all. Really? Okay, so she wasn't real to him. Yeah. Oh, I never even thought about that. Did you know? Did you think about the very ending where none of it could be real? Yes, where like in, he's in Arkham, right? Yeah, I wasn't a fan of the ending. Um, really? I thought yeah. it was so interesting. It left me like I legit like sat in my chair like after and, like the end credits were rolling and everything, and I was like, just thinking, and I was just like, wait, so. First of all, I really liked the ending, and second, it just left me thinking, is this real or was it not? And I just had to just sit and just ponder a little bit. <laughs> and I appreciated that. So, But I don't know. I think with the ending, um, I feel like we're not supposed to. Yeah. And I feel, obviously, I feel like that's what Todd Phillips like really wanted us to like no it was just like yeah you can have your own theories but it was just like you're really never gonna know kind of thing which i kind of appreciate actually i really enjoy yeah yeah, because it's just like leaves you wondering but also it's just like agonizing not having a definite answer whether it was all true or not yeah the problem i had with the ending was right before that he's like on the car and it's like a big huge like fanfare thing yeah and i was like please don't end please don't end on this note because it's like a like a small intimate film and they Mm -hmm. end on like a big thing like please don't end on this big thing please go back to small and they did they went back to like a small little location yeah and like arkham asylum and then i don't know it kind of got goofy for me which is what i didn't like how he's running down he's walking he's walking and then it's like the blood prints. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But then he does like the running back and forth away from like the security guards or something. And that seemed like a little, I don't know, kind of like funny-ish in a way, kind of silly. And I'm yeah, like- Yeah, I think it was supposed eh. to just because of the Joker. Like, exactly. As a villain. But we never saw any of that from him. We never saw him being like physically silly. We yeah, saw I- him like do stand up, which is like, intellectually i guess funny yeah. but we never saw him be like goofy silly so i'm like but That's i think the other t- like the other aspect of arthur's like persona that related to like the comedic um tendencies i guess of the joker were like his like um uncontrollable laughter from his medical condition yes i seen to mention about that i don't know where i saw this it was online somewhere but they actually said he has two different laughs which i didn't notice Really? Which seemed so obvious because I was like, oh, yeah, no, duh. Um, he has one laugh, which is like. Um, <gasps> yes, actually, I actually do remember. Okay. Yes, yeah. there was the one laugh where it's he, uncontrollable. It's um, the uncontrollable laugh. And yes, he has he one where he does like a forced laugh where mm-hmm. he feels like he has to laugh. Actually, there's three. I there's guess. three. There was the medical condition one, the forced one. I think when he's like interacting with people and then and there's he, the actual, the real, the which, genuine the laugh at the end, very end. The and very there was end. just once. Yeah. Yes. I completely yeah. forgot about that. I, that was so interesting to me too. And I caught that like immediately. I was just like, that was his genuine laugh. That's what I thought too. And then, but then someone mentioned online about how he has like the forced one and then the, the uncontrollable one i'm like huh like i never even noticed that um but then i'm thinking of that scene where in the near the beginning where he thinks he's on his show and everyone's like laughing and then mm-hmm. he's like ha, 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 ha. i'm like yeah. that's awkward <laughs> but it definitely wasn't like a, like like a, a like the forced one yeah. where he's like getting beaten up on the bus or he hands the lady the card and stuff yeah yeah which was the medical condition one. and i like the subtle like batman things that they put in there yeah like, so yeah. like when he met like uh bruce wayne yes. and the butler and then that was also a problem for me though is when he this sounds weird but when he touched bruce wayne like when he touched his mouth and stuff I'm like this seems what is going on here 
Like it's cool. It made you uncomfortable. No, it's kind of cool to see in the trailer. Like it's cool moment, but like in the movie, it's like what? No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. But with the um, the the makeup also is kind of throwing me off um, in the trailers. Like when we throw way back, when I first saw it, I'm like, that's not the Joker makeup. Which mm-hmm. I also, at the time, I was like, is this like test makeup? <laughs> um, and then and then I was like, oh, it's actually in the movie. I'm like, maybe this is like his clown makeup, and at the end he'll have like the joker joker makeup but no that was it the entire time Mm -hmm. which i actually liked i'm like i like how it's different um than like you know the jokers we've seen before yes um yeah um you mentioned a couple of songs before uh, beforehand yes um that you really enjoyed from the film Mm -hmm. and we're running out of time here today so what song do you want to talk about briefly before we wrap it up? Because um, there's a couple. Yeah, so I'll just mention the one that we were talking about. Um, specifically from the score was Escape from the Train. Um, the composer was Hildur Gudunatur, and uh, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Uh, but what I loved so much about Escape from the Train was um, that staccato within that specific song. Um, it just reminded me so much of like the opening sequence of Psycho and um, Eleanor Rigby by the Beatles and that like staccato specifically having that like overwhelming feeling of just like not fear but just this like impending feeling of like something bad going to happen and so for me that was just like oh I like immediately caught that. I was just like really, really like thrilled just to like hear that little, little subtle thing that I don't think a lot of people did. But to me, it was just like, oh, like that was very, very like evident to me. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, obviously the bathroom dance where. And that's right after, right? It goes uh, from that song to the bathroom dance. Um, I believe uh, bathroom dance is before. Before? Actually, no, I think it goes from the train and he runs into the train. Yeah, into the restroom. Yes, you're so right. So that that big transition from that song because the bathroom's like really very like like a cello, I think. Yeah, very like well, the I think the score in general is very like cello driven, mm. um specifically because of like the cello's like tone. It was very like rich and just like dark and like gloomy and um which doesn't scream joker to you. If you were to do something crazy. No, but specifically in Bathroom Dance, I thought it was like well um, well done just mm-hmm. because it just went along with the choreography and like the tone in that specific uh, sequence with Arthur in the restroom. It was just um, something that I thought went well together. But yeah, apart from that, um, Call Me Joker obviously was the ending uh, sequence. Got it. So do you think the bathroom dance is when he became Joker? Because we couldn't really figure out yeah. the moment. But he does that thing at the very end of bathroom dance where he like raises his arms like outstretched mm-hmm. and the song ends and it transitions to Yeah. I think the scene. choreography also led us to believe that it was just like this um, kind of uh, shedding I think of his like of Arthur's persona. And him finally coming to the realization that he is now 
in the persona of the Joker. And I think um, that moment is like yeah. a big shedding. So you think yeah. it's a bunch of shedding moments throughout. Yeah. And then because like also a- the there's that sequence where he's on the stairs. Yes. That was like the biggest thing for me. I knew as soon as I saw him walking up those stairs in the first shot, I'm like, he is going to come down those stairs. Yes. Like, as Literally like as like a like a, like a fig, fig, uh, figure um, allegory. I don't know what the word is, but like symbolism of him like going descending down into yes. madness. Exactly. Yeah. And Which his drudgery going up exactly. every day. Yeah. So, yeah, I like that. So we are going to play um, from the Joker soundtrack yes. score soundtrack. I always get confused on which is which. Which one is it? <laughs> I believe it's, it's from a train. score. Could be. Well, the score is part of the soundtrack. So you could say part of the score. It's part of the soundtrack. It's pretty much interchangeable. Part of the soundtrack. Escape from the train. And then what was the other one you liked? The, the, um, uh, bathroom dance as well. Uh, and call me Joker. Call me Joker. We'll do, we'll do call me Joker. So we're going to do escape from the train. And if we have enough time, we will do call me Joker right after. Um, thank you, Sophia, for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. I loved it. <laughs> this is great. Oh my gosh. Um, thank you everyone for listening in today. This has been. 88.9 FM in Irvine KUCI the show and the Oscar goes to and this is Joker Escape from the Train stay golden everyone <laughs>